Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi taala wabarakatuh and hi we are with me again Professor Dr Rafidani Minti Mokhtar from the Faculty of Medicine and Health Sciences I'm a physiologist um and so far we have been discussing about the physiology or about the uh, nature of LGBTQ from the religious perspective a bit about medical perspective and human rights perspectives now let me continue to the other issues where i think we need to um understand that there are ideological concept that may be harmful to our children and family now i think the concepts of born in the wrong body um needs to be addressed by every segment of the society um there have been an increased number of people or teenagers or even children um having uh, what they say as gender confusion and in the western these issues have been alarming towards parents and schools today podcast i would like to bring your attention into the transgenderism where somebody identify themselves as the opposite sex from the sex that they were born with um in our culture it is known as matnya for trans women or pankit for trans men now together with these issues there have also been demands that transgenders may to be recognized by our national registry they wanted to have their national ic to have the the sex of their choice they identify with rather than the one that had been recorded by hospital or labor room when they were born okay now let me just you know try to bring some common sense what we are born with sets of functions cardiovascular functions respiratory functions or uh, even of course reproductive functions are actually different from men and women changing externally by taking hormones does not change a lot of other physiological functions a man would have a hormonal interferon uh, nerve systems organ functions which are attributed to men now let's take in the event of illnesses when you come to hospital the fact that you are man and woman would automatically trigger the doctors to have a set of diagnoses if a man with a stomach pain comes there will be a different set of provisional diagnoses or problems with stomach pain in men so a woman with abdominal pain would of course cause the doctors to think along the line of whether she has a problem with pregnancy ectopic pregnancy period pain ovary torsion or twisting of the ovary uh, peduncle and a lot of other what you call problems associated with biological female because that you have that structure now if a transgender who actually take external hormone and would not disclosed the identity uh through your national registration card or through by consulting doctors i think this will actually help being harm to yourself because when you were you are admitted to the ward 
um, the parameters of blood, the what you call functions that we are measuring you would still be attributed to the original, uh, the gender that you are assigned at birth. So this is the basic common sense that I would like everybody to understand. So why I think we should not entertain the call to modify national registration identity card according to self-declared gender because you will lose information about your original self and it will be harmful if you are uh, to go to the hospitals and all. Now, the second thing is that um, no amount of estrogen or testosterone would change the important parts of your body. For example, you may take estrogen, but it would not affect that man has higher bone density and more muscle volumes. So this is where the problem arises when we have transgenders or trans women would like to enter sports in women's category. So we have seen a lot of unfair, what you call situation towards female athletes. Why? Because the transgender, although they may take external hormone, many other parts of their body would still be <coughs> what you call of a man's function. How deep we breathe, lung capacity, muscle strength are different from men uh, as compared to women. And that's why we have a different sports category. Now that is one, uh, what you call, um, example why I think that somebody demanding that they have the rights to declare the sex of what they prefer would be discriminating and would be oppressing others. Okay? So, um, I think that's why this society actually would like everybody to think along this common sense line. And there are also requests that transgender, uh, what you call, use the safe space for women. For example, the changing room, the toilets and all. So these are the reasons why I think we do not allow um, self-declared gender identity because we could not differentiate between imposter and from those who really have gender dysphoria. So if self-declared identity are to be the, uh, what you call, policy in our country, that means anybody who declare themselves can have their identity change in our national registration, we're going to have imposter. Those who have bad intentions towards women uh, will be abusing the system, you know, so they can go into the women's space, into the women's toilet, into the women's changing room and... We have had events in the West where transgender who are put in the female prisoner, uh, prison have been raping the woman. We have had transgender uh, molesting girls because they go into the same toilet or the same changing room. Now, I would also would like to highlight a very important case in UK where Kira Bell, she was actually born a girl but when she was about 15 or 16, she would like to be a boy. So there's a clinic of a gender dysphoria clinic there called Tavistock Clinic. It is sponsored by uh, National Health uh, System in UK. When Kira Bell saw the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist reaffirmed 
the new gender that she prefers. There was hardly any challenge. So she was given puberty blocker to stop from having menses because she wants to be a boy. She has had a stectomy and she had her uterus removed. When she was 21, she regretted her decision. And she was saying that, you know, by the age of 20, I lost everything, my breast, my productive organs. Why did the psychiatrist not challenge me harder at that time? Because I was only 16. So these are the issues that is now sprouting in the West, that is now uh, what you call causing a panic among the parents. Because there are clinics like Tavistock clinics in US and all, are trying to convince these young children that they can change, you know, their, uh, their gender. They can actually use puberty blocker. They can have sex reassignment surgery. So this has become an issue in the West that we do not want to have it in Malaysia here. And that's why we're trying to say, let us think the polemic that our community have and let's resolve it. Okay? There's also an element of capitalism because, you know, um, having changed your uh, sex to the opposite sex would need you to be depending on hormone for life. So these are the things that we do not want to take place in Malaysia or in our society. So I think that the, the take-home points that I want to say is that there are a lot of other things that we should you know, um, focus on. We can actually help anybody who have this polemic within them. I do not say that uh, these people would, would demand uh, to be homosexuals or transgenders because they wanted to. I know many do have polemics uh, within them, unresolved issues. S um, studies have shown that homosexuals or transgender have past histories of being abused, has past histories of being in a family that do not love them, have had histories of being abandoned by the family, and so many other issues. So I'm just saying that there are help. I'm just saying that um, we should not go into only one direction. Okay, reaffirm what you want. That we should go into the other direction that you know allow you to think that should I do this? Should I change my gender? Should I embark on sex orientation that is highly risk of getting HIV? Or should I be motivated to actually follow the religions and cultures? Because the religions and cultures principles is actually principles that protect you. Um, what you call care about you physically, mentally, and socially. I think that's all. I have for Muslim's podcast. It was a very honoured and uh, privilege to have this time with all of Muslim's uh, podcast listeners. Um, I do hope that these issues, they are thought-provoking, uh, and yet we are able to discuss and think about that in a very matured and in a very, uh, what you call, rational manner. And I'm sure we can actually discuss this without anybody needs to label, uh, resort to the labeling of homophobic, transphobic, or bigotry. Okay, let's deal with it rationally. Let's have more discussions. Um, until then, thank you very much. And you know, you can have more of 
podcast series in USIM by going to podcast.usim.edu.my and in the platforms of Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you very much and that's the end of podcast today. Do continue to have more of issues, topics discussed with those in podcast. Thank you very much. See you. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.